When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse for a free trial membership. This is Writing Excuses Season 5, Episode 25, Writing in Other People's Universes. Fifteen minutes long because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Howard. And I'm your guest, Kevin J. Anderson. And once again, we have uh, New York Times bestselling author Kevin J. Anderson joining us on the podcast. Uh, we thought we would take this opportunity to do a topic that many of you have been asking us about, which is how you go about writing in other people's universes. Um, Kevin, you've done this a lot. I've done this occasionally. Um, let's go at it. Um, Howard and Dan, um, make wisecracks. That's always my job. <laughs> um, so the insightful stuff will be from my voice and Brandon's voice, and the stuff you can ignore the is entertaining from Dan stuff. and Howard. Uh-huh. No. Um, if we start to get dry, someone throw out a pants joke, okay? Uh, <laughs> Misa, wear no pants. Uh, <laughs> did you just make a dry pants joke, Brandon? Did you make a Jar Jar pants joke? <laughs> yes, I did. I'm so sorry. You're hey, fired. Kevin, Which leads right in, too. <laughs> let, me ask you, let me ask you a question, Kevin. Uh, first question, and this comes up a lot. Uh, somebody wants to write a Star Wars novel or a Star Trek novel or something like that. Um, how do they go about getting that job? First, they must become a professional author. That's step one. Most of them don't want to hear step one. They go, I don't want to go through all that trouble of learning how to write and learning how to publish. And I just want how you to, to publish my thing. fanfic. Please. I just want to write a Star Wars book. Well, that that really is the way to do it. You, They have to ask you. You don't say, I've got this brilliant idea for the great epic romance novel involving Ewoks. You have to do your job. Stop stealing my ideas, Kim. <laughs> That's what I told Danny. He's not allowed to publish that one. Um, you, Lucasfilm or anybody, Star Trek, yeah. X-Files, any, any of these, the, the media tie-in properties, the ones that are based on movies or TV shows or whatever, They've got a lot of fans. There's a lot of people that have written fanfic. There are a lot of people that want to write a Star Wars book or a Star Trek book or whatever that they've got plenty to choose from. So why should they choose from um, different authors they've never heard of? Instead, they should pick somebody who's proved that they've got the chops. And so the way to do that is if you write your own book, you get it published, and you um, get it edited yourself and you can sell it to New York. That's the way that you get chosen as one of the authors. Yeah, I've, I've heard that most cases, they come to you. And I've told um, on the podcast in many places before my story of the Wheel of Time, I didn't apply for this job. In fact, it's kind of interesting. Um, when I talked to Harriet, um, she mentioned that she'd gotten a lot of applications. 
um, people's agency called. And she actually intentionally didn't choose any of them which was interesting to me. Now, that's not the case always. You can, um, as a professional author, author hunts down some of these, but she actually contacted me in part because I was a fan who had not contacted her. Um, there are people who con now, if the right person had contacted her, I'm so sure she would have you know, picked, picked them, but in this case, it was all her hunting someone down, not someone coming to her. Well, and I, I make a little bit of a, a distinction, too, between say, Star Wars, where there's a right. giant Lucasfilm corporation with yeah. all kinds of approval people, and Harriet, who has the Robert Jordan estate, mm -hmm. or with myself and Brian Herbert doing right. the, the Dune stuff, that we, uh, I wrote Brian Herbert a letter, but that was after I had studied and studied so many of the Frank Herbert, but I grew up reading Frank Herbert and mm -hmm. loved them all, and it was clear that Frank Herbert's story was not done when he passed away. He leaves it on a cliffhanger, so you know right. that there was more to it, and by the time that Brian and I started talking, I had published 50-some books, and I'd been nominated for a bunch of awards, and I had demonstrated that I could write successful books in somebody else's universe. So when we started talking, it became a, um, all right, this is something that we'll listen to. And Brian and I personally hit it off right away, just right. I assumed the same way that, that you and um, Harriet did, that it was an obvious thing. That's different from being one of 95 Star Trek authors. Or Kevin, whatever. you had done uh, Star Wars novels before you did Dune. What else did you have in your oh, I, uh, resume? I did Star Wars. I did a bunch of X-Files novels. I did some Star Trek books. I did some comics. I did uh, some movie novelizations for Titan AE and the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. And, I mean, so I had a whole lot of experience working in somebody else's universe. Now, one of the other questions that people always, writers in particular, not fans, because I'm, I'm both. I'm 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 a big right. fanboy. I mean, I grew up watching Star Trek and Star Wars, and to me, it's, it's just an amazing honor to be asked to work with Luke Skywalker or to work with the Dune books. But writers will say, "How can you possibly be creative and tell your own story if you're in somebody else's universe?" And that's just a completely bogus question if you ask me. It's like saying, I want to set a story in Omaha, Nebraska, but I feel creatively constrained because I want to have all these beachfront ocean scenes. Well, no, Omaha doesn't have it. Those are the rules you deal with. So you set your story there, you play by the rules. If James Clavell's writing Shogun follows Japanese historical information, he doesn't sit there moaning and, and whining because he wanted to have fighter jets in his historical Japanese thing. I always yeah. put fighter jets in my historical Japanese. That's well, why they, they, they tend, maybe yeah. that's, that's why. <laughs> no, but, I, I think you've got an excellent point here because um, I've often said to people, when people come to me and talk about my magic systems, and this will relate, I promise, um, when they talk about my magic systems, they say, how do you write great magic systems? And it surprises them often when I say, great limitations. Because the way creativity often works, at least for me, is that when the, the limitations can make things way more interesting. Now, that only works up to a point, um, and there are sometimes when you can get so constrained that it's not interesting. But right. you know, that, that saying, how can you write in someone else's universe and still be creative, is like saying, how can you write a sonnet, Shakespeare, when you're required to follow these guidelines and mm -hmm. still have it be creative? Well, the restrictions sometimes spark the creativity. For me with the Wheel of Time books, um, the fact that I had all of this material before made it actually in many ways the more exciting project because I had scenes here and scenes there and you know characters established and things to work with and 
putting it all together was a big puzzle that was fascinating to me um, and has been a really great intellectual exercise that has excited me in ways that working, you know, I love working in my own books, but at the same time, this is very different and exciting because of it. Working within restrictions like that breeds creativity for the same reason that putting your characters up against obstacles yeah. makes their triumphs better. You know, if, if, it, if it's easy to defeat the villain, then nobody cares. It's a principle that applies across creative disciplines. When I was studying music, um, you, you want to teach somebody to be a good drummer, you don't start them out with the Neil Peart drum kit. You start them out with a five-piece, and, and you see what you can accomplish with those pieces. And then maybe you're ready to explore and branch mm. out, and that's what makes it interesting. But even, even that's basically explaining it way too much. I mean, I guess my answer would be, if you can't figure out how to tell a story in the entire Dune universe, you're not a very creative person. Mm. Yeah. If you've got the entire Star Wars universe to run around in to, to make up a story with all of these characters and all of these planets and this big, epic canvas to be telling, if you think that's too constraining, you're not a very creative person. <laughs> it's too constraining because the story you really wanted to tell is the real love story between Leia and Han Solo. Well, no, 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 no. Tell a love story between a different pair of people on a different planet in this universe, and you've got all kinds of room to have fun. But that's... There are different types of writers, and there are the... I don't really know how to label them. There's, there's the... Um, I like writing because I'm inspired and I just want to do something to amuse myself and maybe it'll get published kind of writer. Or... I'm a professional writer, and this is the the book that I've agreed to write, and this is the story that I'm going to tell, and I have to um, make up characters and do something. If you, if I'm at home and I'm putzing around in the kitchen because I want to make up something and cook for dinner, I can do whatever I want. If I'm a chef in a restaurant and somebody gives an order for the filet with the hollandaise sauce and the, and the sautéed mushrooms and then the steamed broccoli and the potatoes au gratin, I have to make the potatoes au gratin, the steamed broccoli, and the, and the filet. That you don't want to say, I feel constrained because I have to cook what's on the order ticket. You do what you need to do. Hey, writers. Are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's go ahead and stop uh, for our book of the week. Uh, this week, we're going to um, promote uh, the Saga of the Seven Sons, uh, Kevin yes. J. Anderson's wonderful. I've actually read um, the Saga of the Seven Sons. Wonderful uh, space epic. Tell us about the um, about the series in the first one. Well, this um, the Saga of Seven Sons, seven books long. It's a big science fiction epic. Lots of storylines, a galactic war against a bunch of different races. It's, it's like war and peace across the galaxy and it's seven volumes and it's one big story it's not just seven different adventures in it first book is called hidden empire and it's available on audible.com um does some really interesting things with viewpoint lots of quick viewpoints jumping from person to person to person very interesting books i i, I recommend them to you you can go to audiblepodcast.com slash excuse to download a free copy of hidden empire and um not the orson scott card one though i'm sure that's it's a great book. I actually haven't read Two that total, one. Yeah, don't yeah. read Orson Scott Card and then read book two in seven yeah, sides. Exactly. It won't make any sense. Um, but let's get back to this. Um, once again, second half of the podcast, I often like to do this. Let's try and focus it on our listeners and say what specific advice, let's say um, someone we're listening to wants to write in someone else's universe. Either they write fanfic um, and it's just for you know their own amusement or... They let's get assume, hired to do it. Assume, yeah, let's you get hired to do it. Gig. What, what advice can we give specifics on how to approach this? Well, I'm, I would even back it off a little bit that when I was in high school, I was a big Star Trek fan, and I wanted to be a writer, and I didn't know any of the details. I just assumed if I wrote good stuff that Gene Roddenberry would see how brilliant it was and want to publish, even though Star Trek was off the air. But I spent years with... with several spiral notebooks that I just plotted one Star Trek episode after another after another. It it taught me to be a writer in how to plot things within a constraint because Star Trek episodes were in the opening mm -hmm. teaser and then there were four 15-minute blocks and then there was a little epilogue at the end. And I just wrote one after another after another. I came up with ideas and I told the stories. And by by having that variable taken away in that it's about Kirk and Spock and McCoy, and it was in the Star Trek universe. I was allowed to strengthen my plotting skills because I didn't have to do that part of right. the story. And I'm a pretty decent plotter. That's one of my big strengths as a writer, is I could do all kinds of intricate, well-tied-together well, well -tied -together plots. That's one of the ways I learned them, by just doing 
again and again and again Star Trek stories because the plots had to work because the characters were already there. You know, this is very common in Hollywood, particularly with television episodes, for aspiring screenwriters to write spec scripts set in a world. Um, in fact, there are many screenwriting competitions where the, the goal is you have to pick a TV show that's on right now, mm -hmm. write a spec script for it. Um, and applying for a job, oftentimes you'll write a spec script for other TV shows, not for the TV show you're writing for, just the show you can do it. And those never get produced. They and never they're never meant anywhere. to be they're they're never meant to be. It's just mm -hmm. showing you can achieve it. So for your, your listeners, I guess one of the things that you can look at as an exercise, if you like the show Quantum Leap or if you like the show Battlestar Galactica or anything like that, as long as you don't imagine somebody's going to grab it and publish it, right. you may well learn a lot about how to write by writing your own fanfic Battlestar Galactica novel or your own fanfic Quantum Leap novel because it will teach you already. It's like. I don't know, borrowing somebody else's car, that, that you will learn how to drive different vehicles, but you don't have to buy the car. It's learning the, mm -hmm. learning the intricacies of plot and dialogue and characterization without having to worry about setting or the, the original you know, backstory yeah. of the characters. Well, and it, it, will learn, it will teach you how to write in a character's voice. Like, you all know mm -hmm. how Captain Kirk's going to talk if you're familiar enough with the character, so you have to write your story to match that, and you can use that skill in developing your original fiction, which you then need to write and get published before mm -hmm. somebody will actually have you do a Star Trek book. Um, here, here, here's a piece of advice I can throw at, at you. I might, you know, uh, Kevin might contradict me on this. I don't know. Um, I haven't talked to him about this. But for me, writing the, um, the Wheel of Time books, I had, um, I had a conundrum when I started. What the conundrum was, was I going to try and imitate Robert Jordan's voice exactly, or was I going to apply my own voice to the Wheel of Time? In the end, I decided I was, the only thing to do was to apply my own voice. Um, I can't imitate Robert Jordan. Um, if they had wanted someone to imitate Robert Jordan, they would have hired a ghost writer, not me. Um, they hired a science fiction, they hired a fantasy writer. And so approaching it, and my advice to you would be, don't try and imitate exactly. Go ahead and feel free to leave your own stamp on it. Now, that, there's going to be a really tight line to walk there because the characters have to feel like themselves. It still has to feel like yeah. a Star Trek book yeah. or a Wheel of Time mm -hmm. book or whatever. But trying to stamp out every individual part of yourself, my Wheel of Time books are going to feel slightly different than Robert Jordan's. There's no getting around that. But there's a difference between, I want to make sure we don't uh, inadvertently conflate these two yeah. uh, terms for our uh, listeners. Uh, there is the character's voice, yeah. which you want to imitate fairly yes, closely. Yes, you want that mm -hmm. as exact And then there is possible. the authorial voice, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. Jordan's voice, which... Which, uh, which you, you need to do your own. You I, need I to think your own voice. A, a, a great example of this acting-wise, uh, going back to Star Trek, was... Uh, what, I can't remember the kid's name that did Kirk in the new movie. Yeah. He was not doing Shatner, but he was completely true doing to the Kirk. original voice yeah. of yeah. Kirk. You know, it felt like Kirk, but it also felt true to the, well, to and the like new guy. Ev every author who writes a Star Trek book, Captain Kirk's dialogue should all sound like Captain Kirk. But uh -huh. Diane Duane's prose is very different from um, Anne Crispin's prose right. or anybody else's prose. But the characters are the same. And we did the same thing with the Frank Herbert books. And I, I mean, we lived and breathed Frank Herbert's stuff. I've read all those Dune books more times than I even know. I've read all of Frank Herbert's other stuff. Brian's read them all. But we do not try to write sentence by sentence what Frank Herbert did mm -hmm. because it doesn't say Frank Herbert. It's, and yeah. you're, and the, the New Wheel of Time books say Brandon Sanderson as one of the co-authors on the cover. It's Brian Herbert and Kevin Anderson on the New Dune books. We're not trying to pretend that we're Frank Herbert. We're not trying to 
sound like Frank Herbert, but we're trying to do the look and feel so that the the readers who love Dune, who pick up our Dune books, will go, oh, there's a different chef in the kitchen, but this is still what I ordered. Um, I, another piece of advice I would say, we're running low on time, but it would be um, realize that writing in someone else's world in many ways requires much more research. I do... Mm-hmm. 10 to 20 times more research for a Wheel of Time book than I do on my own. And the fans will notice any little discrepancy. Any little discrepancy. So be careful. And you're going to have to, you're not going to get everything right. But you will have to research a lot more. And it's appropriate to do so. Following your Twitter feed on this uh, Wheel of Time reread, Brandon, Mm. Brandon has been terrifying for me because I'm watching saying, oh, wait, Brandon just learned something new. (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> oh no! But he's, he's already written. To know he's everything. already written two of those books. Mm-hmm. What does this mean? <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like that. Um, and then the last thing I'd say, just aspect of this, I don't know, you know, how much of this will be useful to you as listeners. But working on someone else's property, I feel more responsibility. We talked about responsibility to the readers. Or when I'm when I'm playing, you know, in someone else's universe, when I'm working on a Wheel of Time book, um, that belongs to the fans more than it belongs to me in many ways. Um, And in my own books, I don't take as much, you know, I I write my own books as I want to write them. Um, You know, and this is the book I want to write. With the Wheel of Time book, I approach it differently and say, no, this needs in some ways to be, this has to be the book that Robert Jordan wanted done. And I feel a responsibility to make sure that those fans are getting not everything they ask for, because they always, don't always know exactly what they want. But <laughs> when they read that book, they say, yes, that's what I wanted. It's like, remember at the end of Return of the Jedi, when Han Solo loans the Millennium Falcon to Lando yeah. Calrissian? He says, you're going to return it. Not a scratch, right? Not a scratch. That's our job. We're borrowing the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> we have to return it without a scratch. Kevin, um, do you have a writing prompt for us? Can you come up with one besides Ewok love stories? Let's have a... A group of aliens come to a writing conference to learn how to write stories that humans will want to read. Wow, that's a good writing prompt. Excellent. Well, this has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for three forty nine dollars a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.